You're listening to the Fortnite Podcast with your hosts, Austin Deface and Michael Pan. Available on Spotify, Apple Music, and all other podcast streaming platforms. What up, what up, what up, and welcome to another episode of the Fortnite Podcast. It's your host here, Monster Deface, and we are back with another episode. Today's episode 137, and this month, you know what? I'm pretty proud, man. Third episode this month, we are back, Panda. What's up? Hey, yo, we're staying consistent here in May. I mean, we won't talk about April, but you know, May, we're back at it. Listen, April never happened, right? It was a busy month. Comp season was kicking off. You know, I'm new to this whole content creator thing. <laughs> okay, yeah, we're going to forget that one even happened. But anyways, guys, if you guys are listening, tuning in from home, thank you all for tuning in. Uh, iTunes, uh, uh, the Amazon listeners, the, the Apple uh, listeners, thank you guys, man. Dash Radio, we appreciate you all. Our downloads have been still so consistent, so steady. And yeah, honestly, we appreciate you all tuning in with us, sticking with us episode after episode. The last time we tuned in, we were setting the stage for what was coming in FNCS. Obviously, we've been covering all the hot topics and lead up to this as well. And today, I mean, we truly got some topics to jump into and that's what i want to kick this off with i want to talk about one of these topics right here right now paper what was going through this man's mind he gets banned on twitch permanently ladies and gentlemen and kicked out of the fncs for dropping some death threats now i don't know about you panda but you know we've all been young right talked a little smack yeah. online and I, I don't know it, it's it's gotten pretty far but paper's not necessarily young. I, I'm almost certain this man's like in his young, like his early 20s, you know, at least late teens. Um, yeah. I, I'm thinking he's a bit on the older side of the demographic. So you should know a little bit better, right? Without a doubt. So I'm pretty sure he's 19 or 20. But regardless, right? Like, come on, guys. This is not the level you take insults and stuff to, man. Like, and fortunately for him, though, and, and kind of a good realization for him is he realized that he messed up instantly. He knew that what he did was wrong. He, he's kind of like coming back with his brand. He's still trying to keep his brand alive. And, and you know what? He's trying to do some good behind it, realizing that he made some mistakes. And hopefully he can maintain that, right? Because it's not going to be an easy comeback after being banned off of your main platform. Yeah, and, and listen, my heart goes out to anyone that gets banned off of their bread and butter. Like, literally, dudes, um, you know, I, I was a full-time Twitch streamer at once, and I could not imagine getting permanently banned off the platform that you are making a living on. Now, I don't know his circumstance, what he's into, how much he depends on it, but, man, if I had to guess... He's not someone who's out here putting in content across multiple platforms, you know, like YouTube or podcasting or any of that kind of stuff. And, you know, as a competitive player, most competitive players literally just rely on their competitive earnings. And then, of course, the content they make around their Twitch communities. And for him to do what he did uh, off the platform, like off of the, I guess, epic platform, right? Like this was something that he did in a Twitch chat, but he got actioned by Fortnite, by Epic. Um, what are your thoughts on Epic? I feel like lately taking things outside of the game and actually taking action against the influencers, man. We saw it with clicks, gets banned, loses creator code, clicks tweeted out. He is not getting that back. Yeah, we saw that. That's a little update to the last podcast story. If you don't know, again, uh, clicks lost his creator code because of a tweet that he put out and uh, now confirms that it does not look like he's going to be getting his creator code back. Now, on top of that, you see people like Paper getting action by Epic as well. Like, I think it's a good sign, in my opinion, right? I think it's going to 
like simmer down the community a little bit because i think some of the things that people were saying were just crazy i mean then and, and they're still doing it uh weekend after weekend <laughs> dudes are getting banned left and right i think there's a trio on eu that just got banned this weekend as well so you know we're, we're seeing things like yeah. this continue to happen but again for it to get escalated to the point to where you're getting yourself taken off multiple platforms guys you have to think better you have to be better and at least you know again we get to see these examples happen um and and hopefully other people can get to learn from it because there's nothing like toxicity that can lead you to getting into trouble and uh talking about toxicity though i feel like bizzle's been under the magnifying glass man he's been receiving a lot of uh, i guess hey right this is a catch-up episode guys this is something that happened what about a week week and a half ago yeah i mean look it, it was the semifinals weekend Bizzle clicks Booga, they don't qualify, the blame goes right back on Bizzle. And, and I get it, right? I think this season, and we'll talk about it more a little bit later, but this season, a lot of pros didn't take it as seriously, right? And and that's why, especially in NA East, we saw a big shape shakeup in who made it to grand finals. There was a lot of other people, newer names, that they just wanted it more, and they ended up there. So Bizzle ultimately getting the brunt of some of that hate but i i think actually towards the end of him trending there this next this second time uh he was actually getting more support than he was actually getting hate so good thing that the community finally realized that look it's not all on bizzle this that and the third but still the fact that he's trending because that trio didn't qualify is kind of disheartening i mean let's be honest here like we all know fortnite community they flip faster than a switch, right? You know, like one side, they're, they're on this side of the fence. Tomorrow, they're on the other side of the fence. That's just how things can go. I, I was definitely coming to the defense of Bizzle. Um, I, I'm totally yeah. against anyone slandering any of the OGs that was here, especially during the early days of Fortnite, man. Uh, people like Bizzle have truly paved the way, man. So it, when it comes down to just bare decency like you gotta have some respect man right like this guy taught everyone how to rotate on the outside of the zone like what what is what are this young disrespect coming from these new <laughs> fortnite players yeah i mean you're not wrong right like it's it's one of those situations that uh the the younger an audience is the the crazier the trends end up being in, in all honesty and and when you look at fortnite being a, a 13 year old age to compete you're going to see a, a huge trend of, of young, very young influencers and pro players saying some things and ultimately getting some names trending when you wouldn't expect it. Yeah, and honestly, I, I want to just touch on the, the topic you talked about, newcomers kind of showing up to the FNCS stage and whatnot. I want to give some shout-outs to some people, some newcomers. We all know who's up at the top, and if you don't, don't worry. We'll definitely recap that, but DJ Agents and Skittles, Fourth place, sixty thousand dollars. Uh, twenty k yeah. each, not bad. Uh, Jamper threats and rise. Threats and rise being a new part of that crew there, right? Part of that newcomer wave. And then another notable shout out for Pam, Carrie, and Fatch. Top ten, five thousand dollars each. A lot of these new faces on the grind right now. The hungry players, guys. OGs. I feel like this season, a lot of them slowed down. A lot of them took a, I guess took a rightful break to Fortnite comp. We've seen a lot of people depart out of the scene, most notably, obviously, people like Zay, right? Calculator yeah. hinting at the fact that he wasn't quite enjoying comp scene as much anymore. Um, I think he retracted his statement. He might be back into comp. You, you'd have to. I think so. Yeah. I, I, I saw a tweet today. 
and he basically said, "All right, I'm grinding next season. Look for a trio, not a troll." So we'll we'll see. We we can never tell genuinely with this community if it, if it is a troll, if it's not a troll, if they're coming back, they're not coming back. We'll see when the new season gets here and and the reaction of these pro players, and then we can actually see who's going to be competing. Yeah, but you know, like like that's my point. So you know, there's there's a lot of old comers, there's a lot of newcomers, obviously stepping up, and then there's old old school players actually stepping up all the way like mega rokin and doves but shout out to them as well just popped off this weekend man played exceptional fortnite did better than what they expected um straight out of megan dubs mouth they found rokin who fits their play style so really dope yeah. to see some of these teams stepping up and talking about step up still man sprite we have to talk about sprite from the trio of gabe Tahi and Sprite. If you guys don't know what their story was like coming out of the opens slash semis or, uh, you know, in lead up to the semi rounds, they were going up head to head at Sweaty Sands with or against Booga, Clicks, and Bizzle. Now, Bizzle was getting a lot of uh, uh, trending hate, like we mentioned at the start of this episode, but Sprite, Gabe, and Tahi were equally being shunned and, and I guess frowned upon, man, for challenging the goats of Booga and clicks but it turns out they were the better trio at the draw spot yeah i mean and, and you know the crazy thing is right they barely made it through to the reboot round through semifinals right they were in, they ended up being in the same heat with booga bizzle and clicks and it was like oh man to see them not qualify obviously they're going to get targeted right but then they go into the reboot round win the reboot round but in spectacular fashion with sprite coming out with the most insane clutch uh in the final moments as a solo player taking out the entire trio there i mean just absurd it was so exciting to watch yeah listen honestly guys if you guys are listening to the podcast later at home you're thinking monster what are you talking about you're always hyping up plays no i'm not kidding this is like a top five best play we have ever seen sprite clutches in some insane moment like the the tweet quite literally i think went viral uh check the man yeah. out on social media trust and believe it guys and this is their qualifying tweet or qualifying moment there too so like like just just huge 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 week for for sprite so they end up doing all that. So against all odds, they qualify their way through, um, and then they win the reboot round, right? So they push their way all the way to the finals. And you know what? They didn't have the performance they were looking for, but they still finished in the top 15. It's kind of unfortunate because they won the first game of the 12 games. They had a very decent, strong showing in day one. Their day two was rough, though, man. Bunch of 30th places, bunch of low-placing games, yeah. and just, just uh, you know, more, more of the struggle side of it. But... You know what? Hats off to Gabe Talley and Sprite, part of that newcomer, that new wave of players stepping up. Those are the kind of players you want to support and see continue to step into the space. And honestly, they're coming with a new attitude, too. A lot of these guys are just, you know, what I like to call straight thinkers. You know, none, none of that the extra BS that can come with, uh, you know, some of the pros that, that lead the space or have led the space up until now. So I think, I yeah. think Fortnite's moving in a good direction. Yeah, I definitely agree. I mean, we've seen it kind of start to be a trend with some of these new pros, like like even Tabne, Teo, and Chimp, right? Very positive. Uh, they they unfortunately didn't play as well in this grand finals as they, they would have liked, right? But still, they had a really good mindset going in. They weren't negative. They weren't automatically attacking everything. They weren't being super negative or saying some wild stuff on socials. Like, they, they're just another example of like a good mindset going through this entire experience because it is a crazy experience, right? When you have hundreds of thousands of dollars on the line, like it can influence you in a negative way, but it's nice to see a lot of these pro players 
taking it in a positive direction in a nice stride. Yeah, and even even beyond that, there's like pros that are just even post FNCS and whatnot, not blaming the game, like blaming themselves, you know, taking accountability for uh, the situations they put themselves throughout the game. Now, let's not beat around the bush here. There was definitely some very, uh, how do I say this nicely here? There were some struggles, man. We saw some server performance issues, unfortunately. These kind of things happen, man. And it sucks to see some of the best players get these uh, uh, hurdles to come and pop up in front of them. No one can prepare for the lobby to quite literally die on you when you're trying to play the game. Um, unfortunately, we did see Macwood drop a tweet about you know some of his perspective while, while it was going on. Bro, it was rough. I got to cast over one of those moments live and... I could tell that there was definitely something going on there, but, you know, yeah. it kind of was what it was. So for some people, you know what, big, big shouts to anyone that can uh, overcome that adversary, uh, you know, keep the head on, on again, straight, right? Keep it on high or hold yeah. their head up high and, and push through it because at the end of the day, that that's what's going to really breed out and mold the true champions of the space. And for Bucky, Macklin and Kanata, as, as tough as a, as a day one they had, they actually bounced back day two. They had one of the bigger games of that weekend. Uh, first place with 15 eliminations, Panda. So uh, I'm almost certain they actually had the biggest game of the weekend and one of the highest jump backs because they managed to pull themselves into the top 10, which is not too bad considering, uh, again, how rough of a first day they had. Yeah, and I remember the moment that you were talking about where uh, Macwood tweeted out that he was dealing with some stuff um, performance-wise, and and that was game one, right? So you could tell that it affected their mentality all of day one because they just didn't perform like Macwood, Kanata, and Bucky that we would know would be one of those top performers, right? But day two, clear head, they went in, and then they got that victory royale, 15 eliminations, which is no easy feat in a grand final stage, right? So just shows how well they play as a team. Um, it does. I hope they do stay together. If they don't, it happens. But Craggy Cliffs, man, as a POI, if it wasn't so northern on the map, I think they would have definitely had a, an easier time in day number one. To say now, the least. Listen, listen, listen. I am totally anti, like, the zone always determines the day for the players. Like, listen, reverse 2K mirror day proved that they would they were able to do it, right? And they're all the way on the eastern side. They have equally as much of a travel, if you will, right? You know, they, they have a struggle to get to most of these zones that pop off. Um, even for players like Scented Edge and Kamamu came second. They land very far south. Most of these zones are like honestly western. I think two zones came south. Um, on top of like Scented Edge and Commandment, those are the two games that they you know, ironically, always struggle with, right? Because finding surge tags at that point becomes very difficult because you got to move or players aren't as, as, you know, on the rotate, right? On the move and whatnot. A bit more yeah. tougher to find your, your tags and whatnot. So, um, yeah, you know, I, I don't know. I don't like blaming on the zone. Uh, Bucky, Macron, and Kanata are very much experienced players. Uh, before, like, leading into this, coming into this, they were uh, on social media. Mac was like, listen, I'm used to it. Most of these zones go south anyways. This is kind of how we play. And from what we've seen... You kind of want the zone to move like away from you in some degree. Like you do not want it to be on top of you. If anything, it makes your game very difficult. That first zone uh, gets right on top of you. So we'll see how that ends up uh, ultimately playing out. But and then we we have the other side of this, right? We have the the side of reverse UK, like we're talking about here, and how he has a zero tolerance, uh, no care policy. This week we've seen something. I would say uncharacteristically coming out of reverse 2k reverse 2k took it upon himself here panda to call out 
uh, like the entire pro community, like top to bottom players that called all the way through to finals, pretty much essentially calls them trash, calls them garbage, says you guys cannot see me eye to eye, period. What are your thoughts on that? Oh man, it was crazy. Okay, so from let's let's break it completely down from the beginning, right? So let's start off with the video. So for those of you who don't know, Reverse Shuke puts out a video the week before Grand Finals or the week of Grand Finals, and he essentially says to everybody that he's going to have the easiest Grand Finals that they've ever had, mm. that everybody on his side of the map is free surge, and that he's going to be able to handle whatever happens in these games. And they and he was confidently thinking that he was going to come out on top in this Grand Finals. The Grand Finals come naturally. They do extremely well. Miro, three grand finals in a row with top eliminations, like uh, across the board in single games. Like, I mean, just absurd stats coming from this trio and naturally now walking away with another FNCS grand finals win under the bat, under their belt. Ladies and gentlemen, let me paint a picture for you. Reverse 2K, Miro, and Date. Average time alive across this entire FNCS was 22 minutes. Now, a Fortnite game usually on the high end is no longer than 24 minutes in about, you know, 30 seconds or so, right? Like, and I'm talking about the zone going all the way to the final moments is like 25 minutes max. So their average time alive was literally end game after end game. They averaged eight placement points or uh, up to eighth place as far as overall goes. Averaged 6.42 elims and they had a 6.42 kill to death ratio. 77 elims across the two days here 31 points on average per game they just they played so exceptionally well that it's it's heartbreaking to see commandment sense and edgy get another second place to them like this is the crazy part so yeah commandment sense and edgy they already lost to this team before they got second place to them two fncs's ago and now again on this third one here we come back around we get to see the rivalry once again they go head to head and and still, dude, there was something just different in the water. I don't know what Miro woke up and drank today or that day, right? This weekend, like, yeah. but he was he was on a different level. So was Edgy, by the way. Like, Edgy was clutching up. Usually, Commandment's the big clutch on the team. So, like, it, it just all came together for um for Commandment Sense and Edgy. But even then, it wasn't enough for Day Miro and Reverse UK. They were just on a completely different level. Yeah, but I mean, like, they were they were insane the, their gameplay no, very notable and in reverse even tweeted out after the fact he's like listen to scented thank you like scented and team thank you so much for giving us uh, a fun competition to be honest made it more entertaining on air and, and it could have been a little like a slight jab at the second place again but they really did play so well if it wasn't for the headshot bow to scented in that final game uh, I, I I still think there was a good chance they could have came out on top. Honestly, though, I, I was yeah. just gonna say, just the way they kicked it off, man. They they went out of their normal route too. Like the first game, guys. If you guys didn't watch the FNCS, the last game going into it, they were head to head, four point difference here, right? Um, Sensitive Edge and Commandment were playing extremely passive up until this moment and they took an early game fight maybe once or twice but they decided for whatever reason they were going to use that play again they rotated to the flush factory and they didn't realize there was a whole entire trio sitting inside tragics and cease trio was in there waiting they were already in a battle they were turtled up and they just collided they clashed with the team Santa gets taken out nice and early and then that is where things started to downward spiral up for them 
And even for Reverse UK, Day and Miro, that same game, they came across, uh, what was it? Was it Agers, Skittles, and Degen on the bridge? Another just yeah. top dog team, guys, who, by the way, I, like I said at the start of this, Degen, Agers, and Skittles finished in fourth place at the end of this also. Like, it, it was just such a such an iconic clash for both teams, like true uphill battles. Um, and it just went a little bit, or a lot more worse, I should say, for Scented. Scented was taken out. That headshot bill, like you mentioned, they instant thirsted him, and that was it. He was gone. But way for Reverse 2K to have, like, the anime story of the week. Like, this man quite <laughs> literally challenged everyone in the community, steps up, pops off, and then walks away with the uh, the championship belt, right, for this whole entire weekend. Then drops the Conor McGregor video, like, uh, uh, I want to say something to the community. Like, I ain't apologizing to nobody, right? Like, so he he, he went crazy with it. Like, the Twitter was popping. Uh, the vibes were super high. Uh, you talked about him taking another jab at Sentinel. I think that was a genuine tweet. I actually don't think it was a jab. I don't think there was any sarcasm. I think he was genuinely at that yeah. point more so like, hey, you know what? Yo, you guys put on such a great show. Like, it ended up being something, like, really epic. And I think he was super proud to be a part of it, obviously, because he won. Yeah, of course. You know... It, regardless, right, the weekend was incredible. I mean, you got to give shout-outs to that top five, right? We saw Day Miro reverse in first. We saw Commandments into Edgy second. Saf, Stretch, and Avery in third. Dejan, Agers, and Skittles in fourth. And then Jamper, Threats, and Rise in fifth. Like, that top five is really, really solid. And, and I'm kind of excited to see, like, Dejan, Agers, and Skittles, and then Jamper, Threats, and Rise up there in the top five because they called, both of them called through week one. Yeah, yeah, definitely. They were one of the only teams that actually came out of that opening week to end up placing that high. Obviously, we, we do also have Saf, Stretch, and Avery, right? There there was, for sure, some notable big uh, up-and-comers, but they were probably the most new-coming team, right? New fourth forthcoming team that uh, popped off here and proved that they got what it takes to hang with the best, and they actually did. Now, the way the broadcast was covered this weekend, it was really, like who is walking away as the champs. Um, yeah. So and, and I loved it. I love casting every bit of that. Uh, so we did lose a bit of the mix, right, of people like uh, Aspect, Kaz, who fishy, right, because they, they pulled in two victory royales. Like, a lot of these other teams were truly popping off. Don't get us wrong. Um, and they deserved every bit of highlight that they got, especially Jamper Threats and Rise, who also pulled a victory royale. Remember, these wins are worth like quite literally tens of thousands of dollars. So uh, big, big difference makers there, big game changers. It was it was close all the way down, especially for that third spot. Like people were really fighting for that. Don't forget, if you finish top three this FNCS, you actually auto-qual yourself to the next big final. So a lot of these dudes punch their ticket all the way through. I'm going to scroll down. Last place gets 600 bucks. So uh, on top of what they earned today, they get a little, little cash. Right, a little cash each, six hundred bucks each for the next one. So something to work towards and earn more of. But the way the pricing has been working, I mean, shoot, if it's another hundred fifty k on the line for first place, you're pretty happy to be able to walk all the way through to the final stage. Yeah, yeah, without a doubt. Look, I mean, that's the nice thing about taking uh, cash off of like qualifying week weeks and stuff, or like opens and, and all that, because there's just more to go around for the people that truly come out on top. So regardless, I'm excited to see that the way the, the money continues to kind of be changed and divvied out. And uh, with all these other events coming up, which I think you're about to talk about another one, uh, I'm excited to see how they continue to handle prizing and, and what they're going to do moving forward. Yeah, definitely. And before we get to that other 
you know topic of, of what's coming up next i mean i just want to talk about how this is going to lead into the new season right like new season is coming up in a week panda um are like yeah. we, we might as well guarantee or, or commit to an episode at least a day or two after the season we're going to stamp it here now ladies and gentlemen if you're listening <laughs> I promise you, I'll, I'll make sure, Panda, make sure we show up, all right? Just do that for me. I will. Uh, but I yeah, you know, you. listen, the, the new season's right around the corner, so the next episode, we'll be back, we'll be talking about whatever's in this new season, but most importantly, pros are feeling inspired to play, like, especially pros like Mackwood, like, I, I was happy to see Mackwood not be content with the placement that he got this season, like, and he didn't, he didn't frame it as a oh i'm walking away from this game this is this is garbage i'm out of here he framed it like a i don't like being bad like i know i'm better than this i know i i've, I've reached the peak of greatness and i'm gonna get back there i have something to play for and he's not the only one yeah i think a lot of people are stepping up creo included another pro that said you know what i'm disappointed in my performance i understand that maybe i didn't take it as seriously or or there's things i could have done differently maybe played with different people regardless right I said, you know what? This next season, it's not going to be its not going to be just a game anymore. I'm going to put in the work, and I'm going to make sure that I'm back at the top. Because there's so many big names that, again, they just didn't take it as seriously leading up to this. But now they feel re-inspired after seeing everything take place this weekend. And they're just like, you know what? Season 7, it's my season. Yeah, and then it's the other side of the coin of it. Teams that do really well, and now they're feeling juiced to just continue to even get better. Like Mega Dubs yeah. and Rokane being probably the prime example of a team that is just exceptionally on fire right now they found something that's working for them and i hope they continue to push through i really hope that aspect kaz and who fishy stay with one another kaz man kaz has qualified for what every single grand finals or final setting so far this yep. guy's got so much uh of again a, a resume under his belt within the fortnite scene and he is still slept on so alongside the vet cast alongside the 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 boy who's on fire who fishy from optimal ambition like i love what these guys are doing i know what these guys are capable but of uh, capable of and i hope they continue to rock with one another because there is so much potential there in some of these trios coming through um and yeah and that's where there's two sides of the coin so some did bad they're, they're looking to look uh, look to do better some are doing really great right now and if they continue to work at it they're right there, man. They're knocking on the door. Uh, the next door to success is what I should say because they're already successful in their own in their own rights. But talking about uh, big successful things coming their way, anyone that did well in this FNCS and previous ones consistently got invited to this upcoming new season event. We got the FNCS All-Star event, which was announced. And I'm thinking there's going to be some big money on the line here. We already know there's some serious invitationals. I think there was a leak out there of uh, some of the some of the names coming through here. It, it's all the top dogs. But on the other side, there's creative elements involved in. Well, you know how the community feels about creative. It's been uh, pretty interesting, to say the least. Yeah, you know, and, and look, for those at home that don't realize, like they announced that there, there's going to be some creative aspects to it. Great. Um, but nobody knows all the details, right? And I think people are getting, True. they're jumping, jumping to conclusions, thinking that maybe it's not going to be as fun. But a majority of these pros, they spend a lot of time in creative. It might not be the creative that they think is coming, but you never know. Fortnite is always changing and doing things differently. So I'm excited regardless to see what elements they bring into this because this is a new event that they haven't done before. I mean, here's the, here's the thing, right? Um, 
we've watched a whole lot of battle royale over this year uh, and and you listeners as well feel free to get on your your twitters and, and tag myself life with panda or at monster d face about this one or the fortnite podcast whatever i'll see it but like do you do you guys think it, it's about time like maybe we branch away from brs we see more of i don't know the box fight side of it more of what creative has to offer like they've put a lot of work into creative over the last couple years like it's pretty clear that creative is the future of Fortnite as a whole like it's going to yeah. be its own universe its own world soon all they all that's missing now quite honestly is just raise the player cap like and they, they did a little bit of that remember that 50 man zone war that was epic that was amazing like so when someone when epic says creative and you know and they're putting cash behind it i don't know it gets me excited more than it does like oh it's gonna be it's gonna be garbage man what are we gonna watch right like i'm like hello if anything like I'm really genuinely thinking, like, there's some dope stuff that creative can put together. Like, why not just let it happen? Like, yeah, I agree. I look, it's just about we'll see what happens. Cause again, people are always quick to jump on the, the, the hate train. Like, hey, no, I don't like this. This isn't what I'm used to, blah, blah, blah. But like, at the same time, towards the end of even this season, right? It wasn't necessarily the easiest season to play for some players in the beginning. But by the end of the season, they became a lot more enjoyable. It was balanced out. So you can't, you can't give too much hate until something is truly in its full form. Don't knock it till you try it. That's, you know, that's what they say, man. So <laughs> we'll, we'll see how it goes. But, guys, that's the FNCS All-Star event that was definitely announced. Um, they pushed it out at the end of, what was it, EU FNCS. Right after that was all pushed through, they, they yeah. dropped the trailer. We got the live reaction from Reese Hub and Levin. Um, I think uh, Reese Hub had his jaw open all the way. He was like, oh, snap. Like, you know, no warning on that one. That one came in hot. Um, and it looked cool, man. The graphics looked dope. Green and black color pattern they got going on. So definitely something different than, than the traditional FNCS stuff. I'd say my, my biggest my biggest gripe with this whole thing is the way the invitation list is built out. You know, and this is a personal preference. And, you know, for me, it's common sense. I don't know. Here's here's my take, right? So I'm going to yeah. throw it at you guys um it's a solo event ladies and gentlemen but we're inviting people based off of their trio performances that's my problem that's my mm, only problem yeah, with this that. all right it, there's there's nothing else wrong with what's happening here love the creative elements love that we're getting some dope coming up love that it's announced nice and early but it's a solos event based off of trio performances and for me man i really want to see some high integrity levels behind anything that's around solos you guys know how i feel about it love hosting things like the solo spotlight and whatnot i genuinely believe like solos should be the platform for new faces and players to find respect break their way into the space the way furious did the way coop did the way miro yeah. the way day crunchy like i can i can list off all these new solo players that popped off at the fncs invitational just a couple months ago and now are at the forefront of this community, popping, playing with all the other big pros and all that good stuff, but it's off the back of solos. Yeah, I think solos is is still important to incorporate in, in the seasons. We saw uh, with trios being the the consistent the game mode that we've seen throughout the entire competitive year. While it's been exciting to to see some storylines evolve and, and see trios stick together, some trios not stick together, right? Uh, and see how they do together, like Reverse Miro and Day, or uh, Scented Edgy and Commandment. I, I also think that it's nice to have a mid-season, mid-competitive season break and do a solo event like this. I think it's necessary to, to keep people kind of involved and excited for something here throughout the competitive season. 
Yeah, listen, I, like I said, I'm, I'm all about it. <laughs> Give us more content, more events, baby. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Because, so, you, know, you know, then I get more chance to be up on that stage. You know what I'm saying? But, uh, <laughs> but no, seriously, like, you know, I'm all, I'm all for the dope stuff, the, the cool things, and, and, and get into it. But I'm just, I'm just hoping that there is, at the end of the day, uh, that integrity portion always behind anything that's going to have that comp element to it. Um, and when you attach the, the four letters, F and C, S, to something, I'm expecting high expectations off the gate. I'm expecting some competitive integrity to be behind it. So for me, that was the only letdown. Other than that, I'm all for it. Can't wait to see what happens. Uh, either which way, guys, the players involved, like, let's be honest, they're all exceptional. These are, these are literally the best of the best. So <laughs> it's going to be awesome. It's going to be a spectacle. Um, but here's, here's where things uh, take a turn for the worse no lands until 2022 i wanted to use the word spectacle in this transition but i can't because there ain't gonna be spectacles not for epic not for fortnite but for good reason right for good reason panda how about you read through the notice if you will yeah and, and it looks like it's not a notice directly to um or directly from epic games right it's a mm. notice directly from another organization that got a message from epic games and if I'm not mistaken, this organization was was trying to put on a Q3, Q4 LAN event, and Epic finally responded to their request to do so and saying that uh, Epic, or this is their notice, today Epic Games notif uh, notified us that they will not allow any in-person events to take place due to the pandemic. They stated that they do not plan to allow in-person events until Q2 of 2022 Ouch. or when the global impact from COVID-19 has diminished, which realistically, I don't see that changing before Q2 of 2022. Yeah, no, I, I feel that like, and, and it's interesting. The reason for it, guys, is because Epic is a, it's a global game. It's an international game, right? It's not only uh, in the States, it's in many, many, many other countries globally around the world. As we all know, I mean, uh, y'all have seen it. And the difference is, yeah, the states may be opening up, right? United States, for those of you guys, I don't know where the hell is some of y'all listening from, but United States here, guys, may be opening up in some areas, and some areas in the states may be okay with, you know, people getting together and sharing germs and whatnot, but other places are not okay with that. Other places are not allowing people to still travel. There's still plenty of travel restrictions in place, plenty of, again, just all kinds of different circumstances globally, and Epic, being a global entity, has to enforce their game fairly. That's kind of their perspective, and that's why they don't want to run the games or, or LAN events until things settle down on a global level. And you know what? I can respect that. Um, I, think it's, I think it's a wise decision. I think it's a fair decision um, because it, it would suck for us to have, like, LAN components here in NA. Then you glance over to, like, the UK, and my boy Reese Hub is still locked down in his little, his little cage, you know? Like, I don't want to see that. Like, I want, I want everyone to be uh, very much involved in, and be a part of, of anything that's going to happen. Um, and for the players, it's fair for them too. So th th that's kind of where we stand right now. Um, this has been a big question about when our land's going to activate, especially considering I think the community is hungry for another $30 million at the World Cup. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. like because you know... World Cup is going to be some big bucks, whether it's 30 mil or not, whether it's, you know, 10 mil, like it doesn't matter. It's going to be amazing to have the community genuinely have something to grind for, be excited for and work towards. 
Yeah, I definitely agree that the community has kind of been dying for another World Cup level event. And uh, I, I'm exci- I'll be excited when it comes back, but Bala actually tweeted out and had a, di- a kind of a different take and, and his fear, right? Obviously, he's not saying this is what's going to happen, but his fear is that Fortnite is heading in a direction where lands never come back, which, I mean, it's kind of crazy to think about. I don't think that would be the case, but I mean, it is one of those what-if situations that we just can't predict at this time. Here's, here's what I'll say. Um, I, think, I think the likelihood is very high there. For multiple reasons uh i genuinely believe that lands aren't very cost effective so i could see from the business perspective as to why you wouldn't want too many land activations right unless you're doing the one-off spectacles so world cup seems like a worthy investment because again the spectacle that's what that's what a land is you're buying into yeah. a land for the spectacle the highlights the reels those reactions like there's there's nothing else behind a land it's really going to generate you the big bucks unless you're buying or allowing heck of sponsors to buy into it and whatnot. Man, for Epic, for Fortnite, for a title like Fortnite, shoot, you could be sitting inside a Star Wars arena. It could probably pay off. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> so, so they could turn a profit on it. I, I'm, I believe in them at that point. But, uh, you know, for, for what we've seen up until now, like the last World Cup didn't have any sponsors at all, guys. It was just straight up, uh, you know, Fortnite themed out. So to me, that shows, yeah, that was a hefty investment. So, you know, for other lands to, to activate and stuff like that, um, I think the entire esports economy has been changed and it's going to continue to shift into more of these virtual components. I mean, even what Valorant did this weekend was it's a hybrid. It's a mix of two. Um, and we saw the complications behind that. They didn't have a perfect production by any means. I tuned in at one point and they had like three commercials playing at one time. Just some mistakes were made, you know, but that's what happens yeah. with virtual and land components mix. You know, fires can, can start. It's hard to turn them out. Um, but to, to, to my point, what Valorant was doing, they had, they had my boy, golden boy in stage, right. In studio, killing it, doing the hosting thing on a beautiful stage. And then they had a lot of the casters online, all remote, uh, tuning in the way they normally would. I feel like that is a lot of the future. Um, some players were obviously there in person and all that good stuff. So there's going to be a mix of the two, but, um, a lot of this is not going to go back to in person. And unfortunately for people like myself, talent i think talent's the first to stay home like straight up talent and a lot of the production crew yeah i mean it's kind of it is kind of crazy to say the least to to think about a a future without these land events but it also it doesn't always make sense to host as many land events as there were right i mean you think through across all titles call of duty valorant the amount of effort that those lands took were crazy but well the thing is there's a lot of different tournament organizers right like you have this one that one that one right like there's all these different organizers doing their own cool land activations like don't get me wrong when the practice server's ready baby like let me i want to throw my own little you know what i'm saying let's get it in the (laughs) booth baby let's go for it i think it'd be cool i think it'd be uh, pretty sick so um as a tournament operator myself i can see why someone would want to do one like for their own spectacle you have four or five players like that in the game in the space that's four or five lands in the year that's kind of lit you know what i'm saying that's that could be one yeah. a month one every two months whatever boom um so yeah they 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 can they happen like that uh so uh, you know i get it i get it but anyways guys that that's kind of the bottom line right now from what we know you know 2022 minimal um, and again, this is not an official statement by, from Epic or anything by any means. And obviously, we're just dropping our opinions on you and how we feel about it. But that this was something that someone shared outwards because I'm assuming they were trying to do their own 
in-person activation. Um, so big, big stuff there. Big stuff there, Panda. Yeah, big stuff to say the least. I mean, regardless, we'll see what happens. But what we don't know, another thing that we really don't know what's going to happen, right? Season seven, man, we talked about it. It's a week out and we got to talk about predictions. Oh, gosh. Monster. What do you think is going to happen in this next season? Because we definitely need some changes. So I, I think Ozzy Antics was right when he said, hey, pros, why the heck are you claiming a spot on the map when next map you're just going to get abducted by aliens, all right? You don't know where the heck you're going <laughs> to, you know what I mean? You don't know where you're going to be. There have been these leaked recordings from influencers on, on Twitter, I'm, I'm noticing. People are getting sent DVDs, and there's, like, audio playing and stuff like that. So... Like, I don't know, bro. The fact that they're sending out DVD players, like, is that a yeah. hint to the past? You know what I mean? Like, are we going backwards again a little bit here? Is the map going to revert a bit? We're going to see some old drop spot starts to come back. Like, we, I, I just don't know where the Fortnite lore is going. It's so hard to guess. Like, I couldn't guess that we were going to go get taken to the primal age, right? So, like, are we going to progress from here out of primal into more of that quote-unquote technology, right? So, like... This can jump anywhere, man. What are, what are your takes? So, yeah, I've seen a lot of the alien stuff that they've talked about. I've seen some stuff um, where they had, now I can't even remember. It was like a giraffe or a llama, like something crazy. Like not obviously a llama llama, but like, a, like another, another animal. Mm. Um, but it's hard to tell what's going to happen. I think based off the crew pack that we just got and that we just saw, I think there could be an element like a futuristic element coming in the next season, which would be pretty insane to see if we had like a, essentially another Neo tilted season. Mm, you think we're going to get back to that vibe? Like where we had the, uh, the mega mall style with the air vents and could be, could you be know, something ne like Neo that. tilted had the air vents. Listen, that was a dope season. That was a lot of fun. Um, obviously there was a point of frustration where like you were constantly getting landed on. That was a very high octane season. Uh, PVP yeah. was, uh, through the roof then, and now the fighting stance of these pro players, I mean, it wouldn't put it past it, it to be very much similar. I hope that my hopes for the new season are that we get a reconnect feature, right? I'm still pushing for a reconnect feature. Um, yeah. So I'm hoping, I hope season seven brings some kind of connect back function or, or some kind of gulag, right? Like battle it out, a second chance of redemption to get back in outside of the reboot, the way the reboot structure works. Um, I'm hoping for some arena changes. I want to see what happens with Fortnite competitive arena. Arena has slowly degraded into what feels like a, a zone for just public matchmaking with Siphon on, right? Like, we, we knew how hard Agreed. it was. Uh, but don't get me wrong. Like, normal Fortnite, like, average pub-level Fortnite, it is a lot easier than arena. So, I'm not calling it similar. But low elo arena is quite literally a mirror of low elo pubs, like regular pubs. So yeah. I hope the ranking system or the ELO distribution inside Arena gets a bit of a revamp and we get something that's a bit more structured. We saw a small hint of Epic testing out comp scrim events inside the EU region, which was wildly successful, by the way. A bunch of people tried really hard to actually play those games out. And maybe it was because it was a limited time mode. Maybe it's because people put the scrimming on a pedestal, but... Interesting, interestingly enough, for the region that has the quote-unquote worst practice scene, which is EU, uh, it worked out. It worked out. So that's like a maybe like a small hint of what's to come for Season 7 as well. So if they got the data that they need, 
I'm hoping that it's ready. Remember, Epic is the type of company that they'd rather be late and perfect than early and messy. And I know I may not feel that way, but they are very much about trying to do things right and, and launch it when it's ready. So we'll see. Yeah. I, I, regardless, I'm 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 in desperate need of of a season that that pulls me in. Like I, I this past season, it was fun towards the end. But I, I just didn't get drawn in like I have the past two seasons. I think the past two seasons were just like, were just insane. And I got sucked in and I was loving playing the game. But that's what I want season seven to be. I want season six to be kind of like a little hump that we all got over. And season seven, again, just like the pros, be feeling re-inspired. I want to feel feel re-inspired to play Fortnite again here in season seven. Yeah, definitely. And and think about season six. Season six was pretty chill. Like on a competitive level, it was very balanced in my opinion. A lot of the map was uh yeah, very straightforward. I feel like this is a very straightforward season. And maybe that's what was kind of missing in the season. But at the same time, this is what a lot of people loved about it. Uh kind of the simplicity behind it. Nothing too crazy right we, we got some cool stuff yeah. the vehicles being able to upgrade them the chonker wheels uh, obviously some vehicles the taming etc but nothing beyond the norm right no wild rift to go right you wasn't you know on a meteor flying stuck in the middle of the air like none, none of that crazy <laughs> stuff we've experienced in the past you know no planes no none of that crazy stuff um so we'll see i think i think next season is going to ramp it back up i think next season is the return of the mechs and uh yeah the world's going to burn <laughs> oh yeah okay listen we're not talking about mechs again we're not even putting that energy out there, monster. Don't even start, man. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, you know how it goes. But uh, listen, Panda, it, it, it's been an awesome episode, right? All in all, we pretty much hit just about all the bullet points. Lastly, here, if there was anything to touch on, and this one's gonna this one's gonna hit home for everyone listening in right now on, on Twitter space, but Twitter verification is back. We like to usually toss in some extra fun topics in here. Uh for this one <laughs> today, it, it's about Twitter verification being back and Every Fortnite player and their mother signed up, applied, knowing that they were going to get denied. And uh, I think basically Twitter shut down after that. Yeah. So first of all, they, they announced that Twitter verifications are live without any kind of notice going ahead. Uh, they're just like, hey, it's live. Hopefully you have it. If you don't have it, it'll be there within a couple days, right? So naturally, the community in a frenzy, just rushing for verification. And then instantly, like a majority, it seemed like a majority of the gaming people, they just got denied. Like there, it was almost like a multi-press deny button. Right? <laughs> and they were just like, well, man, why did I get denied? Well, little Timmy, uh, your 600 followers, your, your lack of news notice, your lack of ability to, uh, for X, Y, and Z to meet these verification requirements, you're not going to get verified, right? But there's also people out there and like community figures within organizations, like even Respawn products, they couldn't get verified for their, their business and their business is uh, doing pretty well. Yeah, yeah. So uh, that's my other side of this. Like who at Twitter thought this is a great idea to just go drop verification publicly and, you know, give us hope, man. You're giving people hope. Look, I got the check. So, I, you know, I'm on the other side of the fence here. But come on, man. You're giving people hope out here. And, and you know, damn well, your system is not ready for 1 million people to sign up the day of. That's just like Fortnite alone. No. So it, it's, it's been an interesting week, fun week, loaded with uh, all kinds of stuff. Panda, for, for those of you guys at home that are listening in, tuning in from the space or through, of course, the, the podcast episode by, by other means, you're full-time now, baby. Let the people know at home where they can find you and your content, brother. 
thank you man yeah full time and living the dream man you can find me on twitter at life w panda or you can find me on twitch at life with panda you already know been casting a bunch of events lately play verses like tons of great stuff so you'll definitely find me out there man grinding and putting in the work all right, definitely, guys. And, of course, you can find me at Monster DFace on all social medias. And I also just launched a new company, my boy Brave, called Movement.Digital. It's Movement Digital Studios. It's basically an all-inclusive place for content creators to get your content to start blowing up and get to the next level. You know, led by myself and a lot of other great minds there behind the scenes. So we'll take care of you on that front. Check us out on social media. But, again, and until next time, ladies and gentlemen, send all your complaints to me at the 4namepodcast.gmail.com. We'll catch you guys and see you next time. Don't forget to dance up those kills and boast in those victory royales.